Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joan Ash on Live 95. Deputy Cottle Crow is on the line. Cottle, I'm reading in the Limerick Leader this morning as well that um, Minister Patrick O'Donovan is also calling for clarity around Holy Communions and confirmations. You've been hearing from a lot of parents about this. Yeah, I'm definitely been inundated with emails and phone calls over the last couple of days. I suppose people are watching how many other sectors of our economy and society are reopening. They're particularly looking at the fact that you can now you know, a, a reasonably large crowd can go to a wedding. People can attend funerals. People can attend Sunday mass, and they're scratching their heads, wondering, "Well, why, um, why can't we proceed onwards with uh, communes and confirmations?" I think the only difference really is the type of sacraments. Apart from that, it's quite uh, similar to the other uh, type of ceremonies we'll be talking about. I suppose the concern, the, the genesis of all of this, is a concern Netflix and government would have had many, many months ago when we were in a different state in terms of COVID. It wasn't so much uh, the people coming to the church. It was the parties, the bouncy castles, the barbecues, the large family gatherings that would happen thereafter. I think we're in a very different space, Julia, now with uh, vaccinations hugely on the up. Um, we're in a fairly manageable state of COVID right now, even though cases are still transmitting in the community. I think it's, it's, it's a far more manageable state than we would have been in 12 months ago. I think we need to have a lot of clarity on this matter. Yeah, but it's a difficult one because we had somebody get in touch as well to say that they don't want to see them happen in August because so many families are away, they're on holidays in August, that it wouldn't be the right time to have them. Yeah, I've actually communicated this to government. I I was a primary school teacher myself in Parteen School, which is just a couple of miles outside the city. It's actually in the Limerick Diocese as well. Um, So up till the election of 12 months ago, I was a primary school teacher. And normally I would have been the teacher in my school leading the confirmation class. So these things just don't happen on a you know on a whim. It takes an hour in the church, but it actually takes about six weeks in advance of that to prepare music, hymns, uh, prayers, etc., etc. Um, nearly in all cases I can think of, confirmation communions are school-led. You know, in nearly all cases I can think of. So schools are closed. Uh, families are now you know generally on holidays. People are off work. People have kind of plans made for August, and they're mostly relaxed plans. And I don't think families would appreciate us bringing communion and confirmations on them over the next three weeks. Uh, nor do I think it's possible from a school point of view. So the very obvious thing here is the government needs to give a roadmap. I think the green light needs to be from September onwards. And in that sense, schools can plan, get these going straight away. It's quite easy to run off a Holy Communion. Your local priest can celebrate that Mass. A confirmation would require the bishop uh, to attend. But there is a precedent because about three or four years ago... No, 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 it doesn't have to have the bishop in attendance for a confirmation. The bishop certainly hasn't attended all confirmations. Yeah, he, correct, he can delegate. He did That happened three years ago in Limerick when, when it was mostly canons and parish priests that did it. Um, but but there, there are calls, huge calls on social media. Let's have them in August. I don't think it happens that simply across the board. Yes, in September, I think, is when we should be looking at But we need some guidance between now and then. It's going to be tricky as well from a confirmation point of view, bearing in mind that most of those children... Have have now moved on and they're about to start secondary school. So there needs to be a little bit of joined up thinking. I don't think the first couple of weeks of secondary school will be very good if we had uh, a different cohort of students absent each day because confirmations have been rolled out. It needs a little bit of coordination. I think these could be run off quickly, swiftly and safely if the right guidance is in place. Yeah, because that's the thing about the confirmations. Like It's quite common for kids to make their confirmation in their school uniforms. And yet, yes. those kids you know, will have... 
outgrown their school uniforms and will be wearing a different school uniform uh, if they, they're going on to secondary, which is the way it, it works for a lot of those kids. So it, it's yeah. a complicated one. And I think what p- parents would most appreciate would be a, a date. I think they would. My own nephew's due to make his boy communion. He's now about three inches taller than when they would have happened. So that, that's the new outfit of clothing required. Uh, the other cost, of course, is the family celebrations, the meals, the bouncy castles. And I know of many cases, I'm not here to judge, I'm certainly not going to do that, but I know of many, many families who have openly admitted to me that the ceremony may have been cancelled in April or May, but they still went ahead and had a big party in a bash. So that tells me that even a lot of the logic behind deferring these is already lost. So we need a time frame. Uh, but the wearing more teacher hat now than a political hat, it's not going to happen in August in any sensible way I, that I can see. And also, I imagine if you organise uh, your local Holy Communion for two weeks' time, you would have kicked back some families who maybe booked a trip away at that time, at least in September. We pick up the tools again. People are back to work. People are back to school. Have your communions of confirmation. Teachers will be back. The whole community will be back. But we need a time frame. Uh, mm. and, uh, what confuses me, Carl, though, is, is I saw a photograph of the Taoiseach in the papers last week with a, a group of young girls making their Holy Communion and I think it, had been, it was written that it had been postponed three or four times before they actually got to make it. So they're, they're obviously happening somewhere in the country. Yeah, I didn't see that photo. That, that, that is genuine news to me but I have uh, been told by a lot of people uh, that uh, their local parish priest or bishop has uh, overnight or over the last couple of days emailed out and notified them of a particular date. Um, look, I totally get the frustration of the clergy here they're wondering how is it I can have a funeral or a wedding and I can't hold the ceremony like a confirmation communion I think Joe for everyone just to not having people getting into trouble and you know I I think just to slow down ever so slightly this guidance needs to come Uh, I and others are ramping up to political pressure so that this will issue ASAP but again wearing the teacher hat this isn't in any shape or form going to happen between now and September so I think we just need to cool it ever so slightly for three weeks. Schools will be back before we know it. Let's embrace these last few weeks of holidays but have an effective plan that allows this to happen in September. You know, this is a rite of passage. It's not just... um, There is the ceremonial side and I know when I was teaching it, we used to drill that into them. It's not all about your auntie and uncle coming down from Dublin and giving you a a card with with loads of money in it. That's maybe a nice part of it for kids. But there is a ceremony side to this. Uh, It's a rite of passage. I no. think everyone wants it to happen. Yeah, that's true, but it, it is also one of those occasions when family get to see each other, and it's an important milestone, I think, for, for a lot of families for that reason. But look, you, you were wearing your teacher hat there, um, but I'm going to ask you to put on the political hat now. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, bit of political, you mentioned political pressure yourself. Is Micheál Martin going to come under political pressure to ask this Catherine Zabone thing to be removed? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I first heard of her appointment last week. I was scratching my head when I heard it. I couldn't understand fully what the role entailed, and I couldn't understand why she was given it. Uh, the, the only other appointments I can think of that fall into this bracket would be the, the Shannon's appointments, where we have, I think it's nine people nine people in the Shannon's unelected. They're appointed by the Taoiseach. I generally hold the view that to represent people in office, I think you should be elected. Um I think the same should go for special envoys. Uh, special envoys do have a purpose. We do serve in the United Nations. We're, we have a, quite a senior role as a country. But I've been scratching my head all week wondering what exactly Catherine Zappone is going to do here. Um, there's also a huge debate, um, unproven yet, as to whether she sought out this position. If she did, my God, <laughs> you know, I've never heard of stuff happening like that. But um, 
that's that's for another day. I would hope, I would hope that given where we're at, people looking to try to cling on to jobs and, and employment and reopen businesses, the state we're in at the moment, and you know we're, we're hoping to make a good bounce back. But I think political leadership, I think captains of phone should step back from this more than anyone else uh, involved in, in this whole. Sorry, ah, Cahill. I remember. Don't you remember everybody saying that everybody, his dog and his wife saying, I think Phil Hogan should step back from their job. People don't step back from their jobs voluntarily. It doesn't happen. So this is going to be up to Micheál Martin or whether it was Leo Varadkar who decided she was going to get this position. Somebody is going to have to tell Catherine, you're not getting it. Yeah, is that going to be your party leader or for the girl? If I was in the hot seat myself, I'd be telling her. But um, I, I think in the first instance, she should reflect on this. I think it's worth 13000 a year. This woman has had a fantastic political career up to now. She's been very well paid, enjoys a very good pension. She has given a lot to public life, but I don't think this is a role she should be taking on. I don't think it's a role she should be remunerated for. Maybe this is a case of her staying on but not taking the money. I think that would be a very good compromise. It would show that she's doing it for all of the right reasons. I think that's what we'd all hope it's for. I don't know what the role entails, though. So I am in a bit of a vacuum. And actually, I think most people are, whether they're in the heart of body politic or outside of it. I think a lot of people, like myself in the radio this morning, don't fully know what the role is about. And isn't that just wrong in itself? Okay. Well, we'd love to know what the listeners think. Do you think uh, Catherine Zabona is likely to hold on to this job but refuse the money? Is she likely to step down? What would you like to see happen? Give us a call 46 95 or you can WhatsApp or text us on 086 Call Limerick today now on 46 95.